Welcome to Magic Moonlog. I am your host, Dawn Marie Franzen, and this is a weekly series looking at the astrological forecast. So sit back and relax, and let's see what the moon and stars will bring us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Magic Moonlog. So today, as I'm recording this, well, as the pub, as this episode is published, it is March 2nd, and it happens to be my son's birthday. And so we were planning on doing something with him this coming weekend, um, taking him out for dinner and stuff like that. So it should be a lot of fun. And um, a little backstory about when he was born. So this was very funny because he was my last child out of three. And I, with my daughters, I had never gone through labor because I had C-sections. My first one was an emergency. And then since I had an emergency C-section with my first, when I had my second child, my second pregnancy, they decided to schedule a C-section for that as well. Um, no big deal, whatever. Um, both my girls were born about a month early. So when it came to my son, they scheduled a C-section and they scheduled it for March 2nd um, at about six o'clock in the morning. And so come midnight that night before, my water broke. And I had never experienced that before. So it was wicked funny and TMI. I just didn't know what to do. So I sat on the toilet thinking that I would stop or whatever, but it didn't. So, um, And if anybody listening has had their water break, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I went to the hospital and... I started having really bad contractions. They were flying off the charts, you know. They hook you up to the monitor to see how big the contractions are and how frequent, and they literally were spiking off the charts. Like, you couldn't see the tips of the spikes. That's how bad they were. It hurt. <laughs> so, um, anyway, the doctor on call that night was not my doctor. So he said, well, what we can do is we can sedate you so that you will stop the labor and then you can have your scheduled C-section in the morning. I'm like, no, he's ready to come out now. He's ready. He knew it was his birthday. He did. He had to have known because as soon as midnight struck, boom, that's when it happened. Um, and another thing about that is some of you may know that March 2nd is also Dr. Seuss's birthday and me being a teacher, um, all about Dr. Seuss, everything like that. So um, the that afternoon after he was born that morning, you know, um, this woman was coming around with Dr. Seuss books and giving them away to all the babies who were born on Dr. Seuss's birthday. So I thought that was wicked cool. So um, she got she had me choose between a few books, and I chose Green Eggs and Ham. Though so that so that has been 
his first ever Dr. Seuss experience. You know what I mean? That was his very first book. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool, but crazy, crazy how that kind of thing happens, right? Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with the AstroCast for the week of March 2 to 8. So today, March 2, the moon is in its third quarter in Virgo and is trying with Neptune, as well as being void, of course, at 2.47 a.m. until 8.56 when it enters Sagittarius. In the moon and Pluto sextile at 11.20 a.m. So the universal month number from March 2024 is 11. And that is a master number. So getting back to how we do the, how we calculate the numerology numbers, right? And I will have, I have done an episode on numerology, but it kind of just barely touched the whole thing of it. So I'm going to do another more in-depth episode. Not sure exactly when, but it will be coming in the future. Um, anyway, so just to kind of give you a brief rundown, March is the third month of the year, right? So number three. And then when we add the numbers two plus zero plus two plus four equals eight, okay? And then we add the two numbers together, eight plus three is 11. And normally, we want to reduce all the numbers to get to one single digit, unless it's a master number, like 11. And the master numbers are a double digit, a double digit that is the same number, right? So one, one, two, two, three, three, you know, so on and so forth. Anyway, so <clears throat> 11 is actually the first master number of numerology. So anything to do with artistic, psychic, and spiritual abilities. My screen keeps going dark. So if you see all of a sudden my face just like brightens up, that's because I'm uh, clicking on my iPad to see my notes. Um, so people with this number, number 11, tend to be sensitive and empathetic, okay? There is a lot of potential this month. This is where ideas and creativity come into play. And we will talk about that during the advice segment of the show. This would be a great month to explore anything to do with the supernatural, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Learn to read cards as well as other divination tools and get back into meditating on a regular basis if you've kind of lost that way. Or if you're new to it and you want to start meditating, now would be a great time. This month would be a great time. So let's move on with the rest of the AstroCast. So on Sunday, the 3rd, the moon and Saturn square at 4.12 a.m. The moon and Jupiter are at 150 degrees at 7.04 a.m. This is called quincunx. And I know that's a really strange word. And you should see the spelling. It's really strange. I will have, if you're watching the video, you will see the spelling, the video on YouTube. So this aspect joins planets who don't share equality. They can feel pushed or forced together. So think about two people in a play, right? And they can't stand each other, all right? But they have to do this play 
and they have to do a love scene. Can you imagine doing a love scene with somebody you cannot stand? They have to get through it. It can be stressful, but it can be done if you're professional, right? So there you go. So moving on, Venus squares Uranus at 817. The moon and the sun square at 1023. Also, the moon enters the fourth quarter stage. At 1.11 p.m., there's, there's a 111, <laughs> the moon and Mars sextile. The moon will square Mercury at 6.39. At 9.39, the moon and Uranus quincunx. The moon and Venus sextile at 11.01 a.m. On Monday, the moon and Neptune square at 10.41 a.m. The moon is also void, of course, until 4.15 p.m. when it enters Capricorn. Meanwhile, at 3.24 p.m., Mercury in Uranus sextile. On Tuesday, the moon in Saturn sextile at 10.38 a.m. The moon in Jupiter trine at 1.30 p.m. The moon and sun sextile at 8.01 p.m. Kind of sounds like I'm reading you a list, doesn't it? it I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> so on Wednesday, the moon in Uranus trine at 2.28 a.m. The moon in Neptune sextile at 2.35 p.m. and is void until 7.38 p.m. when it enters Aquarius. The moon and Pluto are in conjunction at 9.54 p.m. On Thursday, the moon and Jupiter square at 4.08 p.m. And on Friday, the moon and Mars are in conjunction at 1.51 a.m. The moon and Uranus square at 3.50. And Mercury and Neptune are in conjunction at 1.56 p.m. The moon is also void until 8.03 when it enters Pisces. I know that's a lot of information to take in, but um, just take it a little bit at a time. And if you have not seen any of these videos on YouTube, it would be a great way to get kind of a visual because I put the um, the symbols of the aspects and the pictures of the planets and all that kind of stuff and tell you what these things are and see the spelling of quincunx. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So this weekend is a great time for ideas, enlightening discussions, serious thinking, and philosophical outlook. There may be excitement in your love life, but patience is needed. Nervousness could come into play and you may feel a little gullible. You could have abrupt changes in your mood. During the week, you may come across poor judgments. You will want to find support for your ideas and you may receive good advice. Remember, we talked about when we we're talking about the universal month number, we talked about ideas and creativity. You could feel overly optimistic. You will need to work harder for any type of gain. You may find that you are influencing others 
it might have a lot of creative ideas. You can meditate to help with these ideas. Towards the end of this week, you may feel uncooperative or come across someone who does not cooperate with you. You could form a quick mind and have ideas for decorations. Now, as a disclaimer, I just kind of want to give you guys um, a little peace of mind here. So when I'm giving this advice, all right, I'm going by what the, uh, the astrological calendar and other resources have to say about when certain planets and aspects are together and stuff like that, okay? Um, it doesn't mean that every single thing I say is going to happen for everyone at any given time, okay? Some of it might happen to you. Some of it might not happen to you. One thing might happen during the week. Um, it's just kind of like a guideline. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I always use the terms, you might, you may, this might happen, you know, things like that. So take it take it as you will. Um, it's not set in stone. You know, I just want to make you aware of that. You would get a more accurate reading from your birth chart because you, um, this is just generalized for everybody, for the world. You know what I mean? But with your own birth chart in your own life, you will have a more personal experience through that. Does that make sense? Okay. So another thing that I wanted to mention, when the moon is in Capricorn, and I don't know why I feel called to mention this, there must be a reason. When the moon is in Capricorn, it tends to make you prefer work over play, which makes sense pertaining to all the things that we just mentioned here. And I think maybe that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up because it kind of just fit all together. All right, so that's it for that AstroCast and my advice. Let's do the spell of the week. So, of course, the spell of the week from Llewellyn. And this is a prayer for the living. And let's see, page 52. We're in March already. I cannot believe it. Okay. <clears throat> so this um, this spell is for March 4, which is Monday. And the color of the day is ivory. And the incense of the day is narcissus. All right. A prayer for the living. In March of 1918, the first case of the Spanish flu was documented. We've just come through another similar pandemic. Mm. These are good reminders not to take health on either a personal or a global level for granted. For this healing spell, you will need a white taper or pillar candle, a knife or athame, a box of matches, a heat-proof plate or dish. Using the knife, first carve a heart into the candle, followed by an equal armed cross and then a circle. The arrangement doesn't matter as long as the three emblems are on the candle. Light the candle and let some of the wax drip onto the heat-proof dish. Then secure the candle onto the plate using the melted wax. Steer into the flame and project good energy toward yourself, toward your loved ones, toward those you know, toward your country, toward the world. There's a lot of toxic positivity and negativity out there, but this spell will help to restore balance. 
When the meditation is finished, pinch the flame out with your fingers or use a candle snuffer. And that is written by Charlie Rainbow Wolf and you will see all that information on the Facebook page. All right, so now for the everyday spells card. And this one is a milk and honey ritual bath. You will need 50 milliliters of whole milk, uh, 75 milliliters of honey, and one white candle. Use this ritual to clear your fears and worries. Allow healthy energy to take root and grow. Fix, fill the bathtub with warm water. Mix the milk and honey together in a bowl. Light the candle and place safely nearby. Add the milk and honey mixture to your bathtub and soak for 30 minutes. Whilst you soak, focus on resetting your mindset and clear away any fears or worries. Once finished, blow out the candle. And I'll have that on the Facebook page as well. All right, now for the Oracle cards. And this is one of my favorite decks, the Green Witch Oracle. It's also one of my newer decks. Um, I love this one so much because I consider myself a green witch. Even though, to be honest with you, I don't feel like I have a very green thumb. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, if plants are already started, I can maintain them. But to start growing a plant from scratch, I'm no good. No good at all. But I do work with herbs, so um, that what is makes what makes me a green witch all right i'm gonna give them a little shuffle and let me tell you um if you read oracle cards uh you know first of all i'd like to know what your favorite decks are, are to use you know you can uh message me on the um of the facebook page you can't really post oh my goodness okay cards just jumped out so hold on one second before I, there's two cards here, so I'm going to do them both because they both jumped out. Um, I was going to say the Facebook page, since it's a page and not an actual group, um, you can't really start a post. You can reply to post, you know, when I post something, but you can't really start your own post. But there is a message button and you can send me a personal message on Facebook. Um, and you can also reach out to me on my email uh instagram you know things like that so you know i'd like to know what you use for oracle cards okay so the two cards that i pulled are longevity and energy so that's really interesting so i'm gonna get the book oh i will show you a picture of the cards but this is what the back of the cards look like all right and i will show the front in a minute and this is what the book looks like Green Witch Oracle by Sherilyn Darcy. Okay. All right. I'm going to read the um, long, longevity one first. Uh, card number 39. I love when they add the number of the cards to the card. Or the number, the number on the card so you can know what page to find it on. Um. Doesn't mean it's on that page number, but you know. So this is, so this book is um, sectioned, okay? 
and it's sectioned by the elements, so it's really cool. All right, did I just pass it? Yes, I did. Okay, longevity, and it the flower is the chrysanthemum. Okay, so there's a quote at the beginning. It says, "My green thumb came only as a, as a result of the mistakes I made while learning to see things from the plant's point of view." And that quote was by H. Fred Ale. And the meaning of this card, and I'll read it to you. A phase in which trust, completion, a sense of belonging and peace has been reached is signified by the appearance of chrysanthemums. Deeper intimacy in relationships is highlighted. And you may want to explore this area of your life as a long-term commitment needs attention. A cycle of learning is coming to an end, or you now have all the facts you require. Creative blocks, melancholy, and weak boundaries are challenges. And kind of some of that goes along with some of the astro cast that we've been talking about. So, The cultivation. Plant from late autumn until late spring in tropical zones. All through spring in cold areas and in temperature environments, you can plant from late spring through to early summer. This flower must have very well-drained soil that is friable and well-fertilized. Good airflow and a sunny, warm, sheltered spot are also important. Flowering will occur in about 18 weeks and vase life is 10 to 20 days. Okay, in the magical correspondences, I love these because there's so much information. So the uses of it are truth, love, cheerfulness, healing, and boundaries. Deities, Izanagi and Izanami. Celestial is the sun, and the astrological sign is Scorpio. And then here's a spell for longevity. Brew this delicious tea to add longevity to yourself and to your plans. Rinse one tablespoon of dry chrysanthemum petals, add to a teapot, and then pour in two cups of boiling water. Place the teapot in an area that catches the sunlight and let steep for at least 10 minutes. Serve and sweeten with honey to taste. All right, so that was that, longevity, chrysanthemums. Okay, the other one was energy. And by the way, let me see. Uh, this longevity one fell under the air um, elements. So, all right, energy, okay, that's screen, because it keeps, it's staying idle, so it's, keeps wanting to, so this is um in the water section, the water element, and the fruits, and, okay, where am I at? And the, um, the fruit is orange, so, yeah, so here is the quote. A garden requires patient labor and attention. Plants do not grow merely to satisfy ambitions or to fulfill good intentions. They thrive because someone expended effort on them. And that quote was by Liberty Hyde Bailey. And let me read the meaning of the card. Adventure and rapid progress are indicated, and it is specifically anchored to your true purpose and the direction you are currently taking. Oranges indicate that anything is possible, although you need to get that willpower working hard. There will be challenges, but you can overcome them, 
and someone around you may need extra support at this time. Be wary of apathy, of losing interest too soon, before giving something a chance, and of negativity. In the cultivation for the orange, plant oranges in tropical zones from spring to summer and in cold or temperate areas from early spring to late autumn. Orange trees need a free draining, rich soil in a full sun position that is sheltered from winds and frost. Remove any flowers that develop for the first two seasons to ensure strong tree growth. Harvest when the fruits begin to fall from the tree and is sweet and juicy. All right, in the magical correspondences, uses are wealth, divination, love, luck, willpower. And the deities are Sununos, Aphrodite, Eris, and the Hesperides. Hesperides. And the celestial is the sun, and the astrological sign is Virgo. So he has the energy spell. Increase the energy for your wishes with this nature ritual. Go outside on a windy day. Ooh, it was really windy today as, as I'm recording this. And write your wishes on a handful of orange tree leaves with markers and let them fly away in the wind. This works really well if done very carefully off cliff tops, tall buildings, and open spaces. Yeah, very carefully. Please do not fall off. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, so before I let you guys go, I just want to let you know, and I know that um, I do have an ad that I've been placing in the um, in the show, and um, so I recently got certified as a crystal and chakra healer. Um, so what I'm planning to do in the near future once I get all my supplies and tools and um, uh, get myself a actual plan, um, I am going to offer some healing sessions. And um, so what that could look like if, of course, you're not local and I don't have a place, you know, I don't have an actual um, building where I can do this. So um, it can happen online, okay? Um and of course, if you're local and I know you and, you know, like if friends and family, I can go to their homes and whatnot like that. But for most of you who are listening, um, who I don't know personally, um, unfortunately, I mean, I wish we could all get together, but um, I can offer sessions online. So what that would look like is kind of like a Zoom meeting. So we're face to face, right? And um, I will have my crystals and singing bowls and everything like that, and we can both together create all this healing energy, okay, for whatever you need. And there are certain parts of the body, like in the chakras and everything, where um, the vibrations of the the sound from the singing bowls, along with the crystals, can help heal. And that can actually be done by having a diagram of where the chakras are and where we need to focus, what chakras we need to focus on for you. Um, and any other things that you might have going on like with your body and stuff like that. So I'm not exactly sure yet how I'm gonna offer these sessions because um, I have to think about 
I mean, there is going to be a cost to them, obviously. But I have to think about the cost. And where I'm a beginner, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not going to charge too much at first because where I'm just starting this out, I don't think it would be fair to someone who could go to someone more professional and, you know, whatever. But Magic Moonlog is sponsored by Life Changing Energy. They've got yoga outfits and all kinds of other clothing, jewelry, and healing tools. Take an online course. I took my course with Vicki Gold and am now a certified crystal and chakra healer. Please visit lifechangingenergy.com and use the promo code MAGIC7, that's magic with a K, number 7, for 7% off your purchase. And now back to the show. I can offer the services through um, payment, um, and that would be like through Venmo or something like that. And or <laughs> I could also offer them on my highest tiers on Patreon and uh, Coffee. Okay, so if you become a member and you join the highest tier, which is Hufflepuff, um, then you would get these services at a discounted price or maybe sometimes for free. You know what I mean? I'll have to look into it. Let me know what you guys think too. You know what I mean? How much would you be willing to do a session for? You know, like a one-on-one session with me, um, with the crystals and stuff like that. Um, And it probably would be like a 30-minute session maybe a little bit longer if we need to. So um, let me know your thoughts. You know what I mean? Send me an email about it or send me, a, send me a message. You know what I mean? And let me know what you guys think. Okay? All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you coming back here every week for the Magic Moon Log. And I hope you guys have a very magical week. If you like this episode or show, please consider going over to Apple or Spotify to give me a rating and review. It will really help with the algorithm of the show. Share with your friends and follow me at WitchMagic on Instagram. You can also join us on the WitchMagic Facebook group. If you would like to support the show even more, you can check out my Patreon and Coffee pages and join the tier of your choosing and budget for extra perks as well as helping me maybe get a cup of tea. Thanks everyone.